Hello, everybody, and welcome to our fourth episode of LO View. My name is Teddy Hershiel, and I'm only joined today by Jacob Jordan. Hello, Teddy. And John Ballion. Hola, mi amigo. It's only us three today. But the show must go on. Uh, today is Wednesday, December 12, 2018, and I'm just going to quickly go over LO Sports, um, specifically basketball. Basketball started off very strong, 5-0. and um, last night they uh, beat Romeo 57 to 36. Their only game that they didn't completely blow out the other team uh, was against Lapeer, and that was last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're gonna. I think they're doing really well so far, and I think they're they're gonna have a really good season. Um, I don't want to jinx anything, so knock on wood. But I think that um, they're gonna make it to states. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I I think they have a lot of potential this year. I mean. Yeah. Most people thought that they were going to lose to Lapierre last Friday, um, and they played. I mean, it was a very competitive game. It was. Um, they were down first quarter, second quarter, and third quarter yep. at the end of each quarter. Yeah. So, and it, it was a very, very even game. Uh, it was very fun to call, and I, I thought it was. I think that they have a lot of uh, potential this year. So, um, I don't know. I'm not going to make any predictions because I don't want to jinx anybody. But I think that they're going to do pretty good. Nothing All right. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm I, a I mean, bit of dead silence. There. I, I, fil- I helped film or live stream the last the Lapeer game, and yeah, it was super entertaining. It was very close, but they did end up coming out on top. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it was a good game. It was very fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's your scoop that you got here? Uh, so the Lake Orion forensics team just started up. Uh, so those who don't know, forensics is not uh, not the forensic science, but forensics speaking is sort of like a live debate. Um, it's kind of like a sport where we have a team and they're, they all have like separate categories. So some people are in like, uh, like a debate or some people are like selling like products to judges and the, the season just started. We have a new coach this year, Mr. Gabriel Whiteley. He is new this year. We got, we dropped the last, um, coaches because they were busy. Yeah. Too busy for you. Too busy for me. Those um, dang coaches. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the forensic season just started. Uh, their first competition is the Maple Invite. That is February 2nd. And they're just, right now, just working on practicing, getting their pieces, getting everything together. Yeah. Noise. Noise. So what? So should I join forensics? Um, it's too late. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm sure they'd allow you to join. I mean, yeah. I mean, probably. I'm sure they would. Like well, like, what I'm trying to spark here is like, what, what would I like go into in forensics? Well, yeah. What is forensics? Because I have no idea. <laughs> it's I. Okay, I'm gonna. I think I'm I have gonna, a, a. I have a slight idea. I'm gonna say what I think, and then you're gonna tell me how wrong I am. Okay. It's kind of like acting, but there's multiple categories. So like I don't know I don't know if these are categories but like one could be Shakespeare one could be I don't know some other I category. think it's like you perform a dramatic monologue almost it's okay. like speech so it's like it Teddy was on something it's yes. it is like acting it's like Take that smaller John. scale competitive acting where the I'm, sets and the props are very minimal and John you have another good point a lot of it yeah. is like performing monologues or performing uh-huh. short scenes so except well. there's a whole another cool. category that is about selling stuff, and there's a broadcasting team. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. I yeah, know yeah, yeah. The broadcasting team, you show up at the competitions, they give you a series of stories, and your job is to make a, like, 
believable broadcast about those stories in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I feel like I'd be good at that. I mean, okay. maybe not. Oh, thanks. I'm not much of an actor, but where art thou, Romeo? Ooh. Romeo. You like, oh, you like, Romeo. You like what you hear? No. Romeo. I used to be an actor oh, back in the day. Romeo. Yeah. I actually joined the forensics team this year. My category is dramatic interpretation. So what I do is I find a like monologue or like a scene from a play or a movie, and I have to cut it down so it still tells a story, but it's within eight minutes, and then I have to perform that in a believable context to the judges. Interesting. Where art thou? When it uh, when it comes to my films, when I need to act, I act, mm. and I. Uh, I'm not the best actor, but uh, I get the job done. Oh, oh do you, John? And do you? Joining forensics, even if you get the job done, even if you don't know if you are the best actor, there's a lot of work time. There's a lot of people to talk to, and there's like, there's like, like some of the students are team captains, and they help you through your pieces, mm-hmm. and they help you get better at what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So it's a really nice program, and anybody who's interested in joining can probably join next year. Um, but yeah, the, so the forensic season just started. It's nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. What else you got? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> well, that's it for school program or like f- for school activities, but I do have info on the can drive and sellout. Uh, okay. Let's hear it. I love sellout. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about can drive first. We're going to talk about can drive. Okay, I so still love the can drive. Can drive has been going on for the past few weeks. It ends tomorrow. So bring in your cans today helps a really good cause. And that's all I really have on, on that. Thoughts, um, John? Hmm? Thoughts on the can drive? Yeah. Um, you get free service hours, so that's something. I think it was like, um, I don't know who it was. I think Sean Cunningham and Mr. Kopech's first hour brought in like 700 cans. Mr. Sheesh. Kopech always brings in a lot. Yeah. I know. But like 700 cans. We should have everybody in the TPW class go out and get 100 that way we can beat Mr. Kobex. I don't, Kobeck's I don't class. think you, first of all, it's first hours only. Yeah. And second, oh. I don't think you can force kids to go out and buy stuff. You're kidding me. Nope. First hours only? $100 in cans. How much is the average can? Um, less than a dollar. It's like 10 cents. Yeah. So you can get You guys know that this is like, this canned food, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Canned food. Oh, they also want toiletries. That's less than a dollar. Oh, you guys are ramen noodles. I'm looking yeah, this ramen up. noodles. I'm looking this up. Oh, ramen noodles. Yeah, but five ramen noodle packs count as one can. Okay. Ah, oh, shucks. How um how many cans do you need to turn in for a service hour? I think it's ten cans for one service hour. Oh, really? And what's the limit? Five. Five. five service hours. Five service hours. All right, then I'm just gonna bring in fifty. You get Actually, no, I'll hours. bring in a hundred. Yeah, I think you should do more than the bare minimum, John. <laughs> Well, it's not like 50 is the bare minimum. I mean, I could bring in one and set it there, but I just want to, you know, sometimes I, I got to think out of my own head. I got to think about the people who actually need that food. Exactly. And how much money I have in my pocket and how much money I can spend on cans. Okay, I'm not saying anything, but in Walmart, you can get like an old El Paso can of green chilies for five bucks to eight bucks. One can? Yeah. Nope, six pack. Never mind. All right. Well, either way, usually. If My point was, if you made kids go out and buy a hundred cans, you'd be making them spend a lot of money. Now, if you grab like chicken broth or stuff that you need to make soup, it's like ten cents, fifteen cents. Chef Boy RD, three pack for ten dollars. 
There you go. But that's Chef Boyardee, you know? They're it's putting a bunch of lasagna on the can. It's a meal in a can. It really is. It's like, I don't know, what's a fancy restaurant? Um, it's like the cruise and mirror of canned foods. Well, Chef Boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chef Boyardee. <laughs> what's the, uh, you guys ever notice? Okay, never mind. I'm not even going to say it. I am going to say it, but you guys are going to make fun of me. When I was little, I would always get Chef Boyardee and Quaker mixed up. Because isn't the the Quaker guy? You know what I'm talking about? No, I get that. Yeah. And um, I always wanted Chef Boyardee oatmeal. That's disturbing. And I yeah. remember asking <laughs> my um, my aunt for it, and she did not look happy. <coughs> you know, because Quaker oatmeal, if you guys yes. didn't understand it. Okay. Okay. All right. Continuing. Uh, so sellout is coming up pretty quickly. It starts January 18th. This will be the fifth year that the school participates in sellout. John, you are shaking your head. Oh, no. I'm just, like, moving the cord oh, okay. and watching the cord as it moves. Wrong. <laughs> He's just too bored. Um, so <laughs> I'm not bored. No, it's... Yeah, so for those who don't know, uh, Sellout is a school <coughs> fundraising event that leadership has been putting on for a few years. Uh, and what Sellout entails is at the beginning of school, um, you will walk in and there will be tables set up and you can turn your phone into the leadership class. They will take your phones. They will give you a T-shirt. They're, all the phones are kept very safe and securely together so no one, none ever gets lost or stolen. And all the f- and for every phone that they that the leadership class receives, they donate one dollar towards the Cell Phones for Soldiers Minutes Matter program. And the Cell Phones for Soldiers Minutes Matter program is a is like a program that provides communication through means of like telephones and cell phones between soldiers and their families. Because a lot of people don't realize this, but when you go like on tours uh, across the world in the military, uh, communication with your family is very hard to come by. So for this program to go out and to provide this communication for these soldiers, it means a lot. It's a very good cause, and it is very helpful. And it is a really good program to, like, yeah. raise I, funds um, for. I'm actually making a logo for the shirt. Ooh. Oh, you are? Yeah. I, um, I've made a couple logos. Like, I made the homecoming shirts. Okay. Um, and then recently I made a logo for... Miss Brooke, I don't know if you guys know who Miss Brooke is, but she used to be a teacher here, and she left. Oh, she left? Yeah. I don't um, know that. But uh, I made a logo for her for through uh, NHS, and then now I'm making one for, I think it's like a Dippin' Dots company of sorts, um, and they're going to have their logo on the back of the shirt. Okay. So anytime I see someone wearing that shirt, I'll be like, yeah. I made that. <laughs> I made that. <laughs> um, I think sellout is awesome um mm-hmm. i know that we have a lot of um so i'm sorry it was they leadership donates a dollar for every phone they turn in yes um i remember i was in leadership nine back in the day okay again when i was an actor um and just like that i did um and i remember i w- i would help with sellout and one of the things was why do people have to turn in their phone why can't we just donate that much money to the school? That is a question a lot of people have been asking. And what Ms. Hogan said, and I, can, I agree completely, is it's not about money. It's about raising that awareness. Awareness. And it, you know, cause then because this is an event that leadership like publicizes <coughs> a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. And then 
you know, what, what good, you know, anyone can donate money. Mm-hmm. We want to stand out. We, I, I believe we're the only school still that does sell out. That may have changed, but. No, I think there are some out of the country who do it now. Oh, really? Yeah. But I do know that, you know, for the first, at least first year, maybe the second and the third, we were the only schools yeah. who did it. And mm-hmm. it was, it, it's really cool because, you know, Lake Orion just has that spirit, that school spirit. And I think it's really cool to see us come together for another cause, not just for Lake Orion. Um, I mean, it, what I really love is school, the school lunches on sellout because no one has their phone. Mm-hmm. And it's just you can hear everyone's actually communicating and talking to each other and having a good time and laughing. You know, no one's no one's Snapchatting someone else in class. You know, it's everybody's talking and having a good time. And I think I really do like the awareness that it spreads and how it, it's just a fun day but in general. A, it's a day without memes. Yeah. yeah. If you can't survive <laughs> six hours without <laughs> memes, I pray for you. I'm just kidding. But All right. Um... I think uh, I like sellout a lot. Um, last year I missed it because I was I was making a film, and it was like my feature length film. So I hired actors for it and everything. So I was I was preparing for it because I was filming it that weekend. I think I might have missed it last year. I yeah. might have been sick. I was it so was a angry. half day. Yeah, yeah. They, we were they sent got, home early. Yeah, you yes. Guys, I was. There was, was a really bad snowstorm. Yeah, I was absent. I was so angry. I remember I was hearing about it from all my friends. Like, like, cause you know when you're sick, you're like, you can like sometimes text friends throughout the day. Oh yeah, I wasn't yeah. there either. I remember texting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But then, but, but, but then on sellout, you couldn't. You you were home alone. You wouldn't be texting anyone. You mm-hmm. were just sort of like just there. I remember we were texting <coughs> then, my brother's girlfriend though, and she started texting back. We're like, "How do you already have your phone?" And she's like, "Oh, we just got out early." Yeah. Like, oh, and then great. And then you're sort of bummed out that you missed that. I know, because that's a good day. Yeah, it's a really good day. (coughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. Um, Christmas Christmas. break. A couple of things I thought about. I'm going to get to them in a second, but Christmas break is coming up. Uh, Next week's going to be our last week of school, Um, and then we have Christmas break. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, boy. And it's two weeks, I'm pumped. It's It's two weeks. It's two weeks. weeks. It's like 17 days. Yeah, I was going to say, because... Christmas is earlier in the week, so we're going to have a couple more days after New Year's than usual. Yeah, Christmas is Tuesday this year. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so it's going to be the Tuesday right after we get out. Yeah. Um, now, my favorite part of Christmas is Christmas Eve. I would that, agree. Yeah. Because it hasn't happened yet. Because Christmas morning and Christmas goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, it's like, like you're, you're waiting. You're just chilling with your family and watching some movies. No one's caring about what they're about to. Uh, well, you're, you may be thinking about it a little bit about where you're going to get the next day, but you aren't focused on the presents and the presents only. It's like right. it's like Christmas Eve is the peak of the holiday season, and then Christmas is the like event that brought the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like Christmas like Eve that. on its own is sort like of its that. own little holiday. As I feel itself. like I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this year it's just I feel a little less Christmassy. I would beg to differ. I feel quite a bit more. Here's the thing. With my family, we never put up the Christmas tree until the Sunday right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. We put it up before Thanksgiving this year. Ooh. I know. That's crazy because we never do that. But but I think it's pretty cool because I love Christmas. We decorate. We go all out only on Christmas. We have like... A skeleton for Halloween, a pumpkin for for or 
Pumpkin Halloween. for Halloween. <laughs> I guess we have two for Halloween. And then we have like one turkey that sits in the middle of our table for Thanksgiving, which we took down because we put all our Christmas stuff. And we go all out inside for Christmas. We do have the outside lights that shine onto your house. I'm not a huge fan of them, but they're really easy. And yeah, the colored ones. Yeah, yeah, but they don't move. Like they're just they just shine. And like when you come around the corner to our house, um, like the one wall that you're coming around is dark, so it looks really bad because one side's pitch black dark because there's no windows or lights either, and then the other side has all the lights. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think it's kind of funny. But anyway, the the one thing I wanted to ask you guys was, um, I'm gonna call them. I'm going to call them winter stereotypes. Um, and I want to, like, I don't do these things. Like, when you ever, you ever read, like, a children's book where it's about going out and playing in the snow, and they do snowmans, snow angels, they come inside, you know, they, they drink hot cocoa, they drink eggnog. They sit by the fire. Right, exactly. And they, they read books, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they're talking to family. I mean, I, I talk to my family. Don't get me wrong there. But I don't do snowmen or snow angels or eggnog well we're too mean, old do you now. mean you don't do them now or you never did them? i never did i oh. never did oh well yeah. i well when i was younger i would go out and i would go sledding because there's a hill yeah. not that yeah. far behind well me. i went sledding but yeah. it wasn't like a, it was like a it's just never as magical you know it, well if you know what i mean because every time you sled you always get snow down your coat and then you're freezing then you go well, inside and then since i had a childhood <laughs> I mean, I did... Okay, I mister, used, I watch every scary movie at the age of six. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a burn. Um, Thank you. I tried really hard. <laughs> but I, um, I, I've done all those things. I drink eggnog. I mean, I haven't had eggnog in a long time, but at my grandparents' house, my grandpa would have eggnog, and I'd take a couple sips of it. I'm not really sure what it is, actually. Is I'm sure like, there's egg in it. It's I've like never had milk, I've never had eggnog. Milk and like cinnamon and like maybe ginger. Not me, but like actual I ginger. He was trying to say spice. nutmeg and he said it nut me. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> continue. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to continue. Um, <laughs> you know, building a snowman was never my specialty. I actually hated building snowmen because I, I can. snow forts. Yeah, I, I would I build a snow that. fort, but I can never build you a snowman. You never snow built man. a snow fort? I built one tunnel, one snow tunnel, and it's it collapsed as I was in it. And that was a cold night. It's a shame. So t- so what Teddy's trying to say is he didn't have a childhood because he was afraid of snow. That's no. Yeah. Is what I'm, is, That's it's what, what it I'm getting like. Here's what I'm getting at. I am not a fan of winter. But you're a fan of Christmas. I'm a huge fan of Christmas. Like, well, once turkey, or once turkey, once turkey day is over, um... I'm all about snow and Christmas, but not in the sense that I want to go out and play in the snow. I like being snuggled up inside while it's snowy out. Yeah, I like that. But at the same time, I'm a ski instructor, so like, I, I love skiing. either. Like, I just don't. I'm always cold. I'm always cold, too. Like, I just, I don't do that. I mean, when I was little, yeah, I'd go sledding, but it was never, it was 30 minutes at most. Like, it wasn't a whole day of wandering i live on a golf course and i live right near you remember i know john but you're not the only one i'm talking to right now (laughs) i lived on a golf course john and (laughs) i would go sledding but like we just went right up i mean there was there's so many hills on the golf course and i 
I would only go on the one hill right by my house because I was too lazy to walk. Dude, we would uh, we would go for hours on end at, on the golf course. Like we'd be going for probably we'd be, we'd go there around two and we'd get back around eight. Never happened. I I just I never did that. And and pond hockey. Let me tell you something. I'm not a huge fan of hockey. I can't skate. But even then, a lot of people go out and play pond hockey for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, you're never at Brennan's. I'm, to I'm play not pond because hockey. I, I don't enjoy it. I don't know. I just it's. I don't know. It's fun now because we just deck each other and get in fights and, you know, punch each other. Like last yeah. year, yeah. Owen and I both threw our gloves down. Owen comes up to me. It's looking like he's about to beat me. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, he's about to beat John. Oh, and, and Owen's then, in the house. And then because I was stumbling a little bit on my skates, and I got up, grabbed him over his, like, over his head. I grabbed his back, lifted him up, and slammed him on the ice. <laughs> I mean, that's just how, like, crazy pond hockey at, at the bridge gets. It's insane. I love pond I hockey. It. I believe it. All right, well, speaking of Christmas and winter, time for everybody's favorite segment, Movies with John. With oh, boy. Um, all right, I picked out my top five Christmas movies. And I do have an honorable mention that I watched this weekend. Um, I've seen it before multiple times, but I didn't want to put it on this list because it's not family-friendly. Um, I think I know is, which one it is. Guess. Christmas Vacation. No. Oh, wait, no, that one's family-friendly. That one's, you know, slightly family-friendly. Never mind. Um, The Night Before. Have you guys heard of it? No. The Night Before Christmas? No. No, It's just called The Night Before. It has Seth Rogen, um, Anthony, gosh, I always forget his name. He is the guy who plays the dude with wings in Avengers. He has sunglasses. Oh, the guy who plays uh, Hawkeye? No, No, not Hawkeye. Falcon. Falcon, yeah, Falcon. Oh, how can his name wings? Um, and I'm then sorry. that's my that's my bad, John. I know that you just lost a little bit of respect. Yeah. Hawkeye well, had wings; he'd be cute. And then it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But you kind of think like Hawk. Yeah, sorry. Hawks have continue, really John. Eyes. We're talking about Christmas movies. All right, but that's just a little honorable mention. It's almost like if this is the end was a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. That's or a funny like, movie. Yeah, it's all. It's almost like that. Um, all right, number five, The Polar. Express. That is my all-time favorite Christmas movie. Not mm-hmm. my all-time favorite. Probably haven't seen it in a couple of years, but I am a fan of it. I it's watch- divided. It's divided between a lot of people. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It's just I watched it every year as a child, and I think I missed last year for watching it, and mm-hmm. it was like the saddest part of my season. I think it's it's so magical. I think why? Like him on the North Pole, you know, like as a child, I l- loved it. I loved watching it because it was just like it's everything that I imagined plus more for the North Pole. I think the problem with me is that everybody said I looked like the one kid with yellow hair, <laughs> and I did not like that character. You know, it really looks he was like a that mean character. Oh, the oh that one, the the like really annoying one. Yeah, or the, like really small yeah. Asses. And they say that I imitate him as well. But that's the guy who voiced. Uh, SpongeBob voices that kid or mm-hmm. voiced that kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't that guy just die? No, the creator no, the of creator SpongeBob. Oh, the creator, Steven Hillenburg. Never mind. Yeah. All right. Number four. A Christmas Story. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen the movie of it. No, I have. I'm thinking of Christmas Carol. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, Christmas Story. Yeah, it's yeah awesome. Yeah. 
I, I love it. I it's just like a it. classic all-around solid story, solid everything. Um, I like how it's black and white. Is it black and white? It's black and white. I think so. It is black and white. I'm a, we might all be thinking of different things. No. Yeah, wait. Okay, can we get a plot summary of a Christmas story? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. That's not black and white. Oh, my God. Oh, I was thinking of something totally different. I love that, What were you thinking of? I was thinking, never mind. Yeah, no, that movie's not black and white. That movie's not black and white. I feel like it's black and white. No, because he gets the pink bunny costume. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's not black and white. But it's still a good movie all around. And I remember after he says the bad word, his the soap is orange soap. Oh, orange. Except I didn't say fudge. I said the mother of all. <laughs> something, something. Yeah, no, I actually went to the Christmas Story house. I saw Ooh. where they filmed it in Cleveland or around that area. I saw the soap. They had the soap. I went into the bathroom. Like, I went in every room in the house. It was pretty cool. Did you see the lamp? Yeah. Yeah, the lamp was there in the window. I mean, I went during August, though. All right, uh, number three, Home Alone. Good one. Love it. Solid Gotta love one. it. Sometimes I think about the plot and I think, what the heck? Because it's literally about two guys trying to murder a kid. I yeah, mean, but it's yeah. funny. I think yeah. it's funny. But it's four kids. So yeah. Bye, kids. Four kids. All right. Um, number two, <laughs> Elf. Oh, I thought that was going to be your number I one. I love Elf. Elf. That's my number one all day. Elf is awesome. Pull it I mean, it's just, number one. it's hilarious. It is so good. So it's one. It's almost perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it is perfect. It's it just is. The only thing is, I think of a like a classic Christmas movie as like being magical and drama like, mm-hmm. and this is more of a comedy. Yeah, this one's. But n- other than that, it doesn't it's have so good the Christmas yeah. magic, but it makes up for that. I love by being it, a very funny story. Yeah, I love yeah. any movie that takes place in New York City because mm-hmm. I love New York City so much. So just seeing seeing it and having it take place in new york city that's yeah, pretty cool mm-hmm. too i think my favorite thing about it is it, it it is lacking that like christmas magical sort of thing but it, it just takes us it takes like a normal story and puts a christmas spin on it right uh-huh. and i think it's very very interesting uh-huh. in the way and, it does uh, that. yeah number one can you guys guess a night oh, before uh, christmas no oh, no it's like for tim burton it's probably got to be a uh, horror movie right <laughs> well that's why i said Krampus. Krampus. no Krampus, Krampus, Krampus isn't good it's enjoyable I heard God, it wasn't very good. No, I liked um, it. Fred Claus. No, a Christmas Vacation. Oh, I said that earlier. Yeah, but, well, you know, you said... I, did, I didn't say it on the right one. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah That's Christmas fine. Vacation. It's classic. It's hilarious. I've seen Vacation and Christmas Vacation. I haven't seen Vegas or European or all of those. Yeah, not worth it. They're not good. Just watch the first Vacation and Christmas Vacation. Those I are the two those. best ones. But um, I watch Christmas Vacation every Christmas Eve. So it's it's there pretty solid. I love Christmas Vacation. Elf yeah. is my traditional movie to watch. Polar Express is mine. Yeah, you gotta have that Christmas magic, mm-hmm. man. You gotta have the comedy, man. All, All right, right, John. World news. I can knock this off fast. All right. <laughs> so a true ki- crime podcast leads to the arrest of ex rugby star over wife's disappearance. Well, that's a shift. Now, from what I from what I read, I I picked this because it involved the podcast. But from what Are I we read, other podcasts into this, John. Are we doing that right now? <laughs> don't want to. Yeah, don't want to. Well, I won't say the name of the podcast. Oh. All right. So, Lynette Dawson disappeared in January of 1982. So these true crime podcasts. I actually listened to one of them called My Favorite Murder. Okay. It's just because I like that Dateline stuff. It's interesting. But um, 
they uh, they're a podcast like that, only Australian, and mm-hmm. they brought up this disappearance and how they thought the husband did it, and they you know showed all the evidence leading to the husband. And I guess I don't know if someone reported this podcast to the police or the you know there was a cop listening to it, but it like sparked the case back up again, and they arrested him for the murder of his wife. Ooh. And now he's in, in jail. And they they still think he did it? Yeah. Yeah, they think he did it. That's interesting. So I mean, a podcast led to... It's like when she disappeared, he said... Murder. Sorry, continue. No, it didn't. When, he, when she disappeared, he didn't... Um, he didn't tell the police that she disappeared for six weeks. He just told everyone that she wasn't feeling well and she didn't feel like talking to people. Mm-hmm. That to me... That is, which, that's a red flag. Really which I don't get why they wouldn't talk to him then well yeah i i mean it, i think it's interesting that a podcast brought up more than like an active investigation uh-huh. but then again the the podcast came out a lot later so they had all the facts and they probably might have gathered a little more after the actual investigation yeah so they pro- they probably had a little more info but i think it's very interesting that a podcast went back and actually had like this really big impact uh-huh yeah well there you go we can have an impact we don't talk about crimes Okay. Well, my name is Teddy Hirschfield. I'm Jacob Jor. I'm John Ballion. And this has been L.O. View.